Hello everybody and welcome back to Passport by Sportfoyer.com where we talk about the local sports that you do now and what you could do next. Your hosts, Vicky, Bobby and Johnny, along with their special guests, will share with you some useful tips, insights and their experiences in community sports from around the world. My name is Dickie and on today's show I am joined by my teammate Johnny. I'm doing well Dickie, how are you? Alright mate, how's, how's your week been? Been busy as always, uh, nice weather so we can get out and do some things and uh, hopefully start getting out and being able to uh, get to do some sports finally. I'm not going to play. I'm not going to play our introduction song today, Johnny. I was going to play. Right. Uh, I want to ride my bicycle by Queen because we're talking about cycling today. But I, I know um, you're not a big Queen fan, are you? Or are you? Oh, I don't mind them. I, uh, I watched that Bohemian Rhapsody a couple of weeks ago. It was actually pretty uh, pretty amusing. I didn't uh, realise that Freddie Mercury was uh, was the way he was. But all right, all right, all right. Yeah, let's, uh, yeah that's a great movie. Uh, by the way, great movie. I'm glad you watched but I it. Do, I, I tell you what, though, we do have a really good guest today. He is the he is the the creme de la month of cycling. <laughs> he's uh, he, he's the, the he's the Colorado Bradley Wiggins, and he's probably ridden everything from a penny farthing to a trek. So uh, we have Ben Lockett yeah. that's going to be joining us. Uh, yeah, I know Ben. He's 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 quality. I'm looking forward to chatting chatting with Ben, and it's it's a real treat for our listeners. So um, and he's going to make make my cycling experience go to shame. Butch will make yours. Yours must be even worse. I mean, how much biking or cycling have you done at all, if anything, in the last ten years? Come on, spill the beans. Not much. Um, I've got a mountain bike. I had a BMX bike when I was younger. Um, but was, that, it really, really, was it a rally burner? Was it a rally burner? It was a rally burner. It was uh, black and white with the spoke wheels, the trick nuts on it, and I mean, it looked good. It's just the the plonker riding it weren't that all good on it. They were, I had a chrome frame. Did you have the chrome frame with the pegs on the back? So you could take uh, your mate mine down was, the street. Uh, I, I had the pegs on the back, but there's no way anyone would get on the back of my bike because they'll end up going in a ditch or something. I'm, I'm, I'm I glad was, you mentioned uh, that because I, I forgot I was all about BMXing. So I loved it. I used to love doing it. I used to do the old bunny hop or a little jump, but I see some of these kids out there right now on these BMX bikes. They're on like the uh, like, uh, um, skateboard ramps and everything. These kids are just flying up in the air and spinning around. I mean, I, 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 that that wasn't me. What about you? Did you do all that crap? No, we didn't have the skateboard park. We just had car parks and multi-story car parks that were built for cars, but we we had to improvise and get in there and build our own ramps. But I, I was able to do an endo, you know, where you slam your front oh. brake on and lift the back wheel in the air. And then um, yep. what else could I do? I could do that little flip up the curb, a couple of wheelies. Yep. Uh, that was about it, really. That was my box of tricks. And then I, I, I progressed on to a road bike, which since then I haven't looked back because I love speed. I, I'm, more of a, I'm more of a speed guy than a, than a trickster guy. You know what I mean? And I, I, yeah. I, love, I love riding up hills, which sounds nuts. I love riding down hills, just love going fast. And I've been road biking ever since. Just, just for I got into it because I had to ride to school. There's either a two-mile walk, which took you know 30 minutes, or, or more, or it was a 10-minute bike ride, and I chose a bike, and it was it was brilliant. And I, I've had a road bike since. Have you got one? Yeah, see, no, well, I think I think I made the mistake, to be honest with you. I just went out and bought a bike. It, um, it was a mountain bike, but I don't go up in the mountains to ride it. I just ride it around, like, my neighborhood, and I, I struggle with it. And to be honest with you, I got frustrated with it, and I just put it up on the rack, and 
I just get it out every now and again and and have a little cycle. But um, but Mate, I have been I have been looking into him. You live bikes. you live in Colorado. I lived there for eight 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 or more years. And when I lived in Colorado, I went to the dark side and bought a mountain bike just because you have to when you're in Colorado because it's probably one of the most amazing places to ride a mountain bike in the world. And it's great for road biking too because of the challenges in the mountains. But where you live, you should be out every day. You're blessed with some of the best terrain. What's what's wrong with you? Uh, I think I think I went I went went out and bought the Walmart special mountain bike. It cost me probably like hundred dollars. <laughs> you and you know, <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and, and but the thing is, I, I f- for me, for me, it, I think I should have just got on uh, with a road bike. I think that, that that's what I'm leading to right now. I'm actually in the market looking at a couple. Oh, here um, we go, here we go. Because because the... like you, it's it's the speed. I I like the speed of of uh, being on a bike. I mean, for me, um, I like the going down a hill but to be honest with you if it's got rocks and all this other terrain that that that, that my insurance company won't cover me for it if i went <laughs> off if i come off of it <laughs> so but, i'd rather go on a road and, and probably get clipped by some car so but i don't think mountain bikes back in the day and we're telling our age here but mountain bikes were only just coming into fashion back in the day i mean I, I, yeah they were around but they weren't big in the uk i, I lived at yeah. that time when we moved down to Exeter when I was about 10 or 11 years old. And there's some great terrain down there, by the way, and on the moors in the southwest. <clears throat> but they just weren't huge. They were, they were about, but road biking was about. It was still BMXing was big. But now there's all sorts of different bikes, bicycling categories and styles of riding these days. There's trails, there's mountain biking, there's road biking. There's, they're still doing the BMXing. There's all sorts going on out there. Lots of choices, isn't there? Yeah. There, there are loads of choices, you know, diff, different styles of bikes. I mean, I've, I've, see, I've seen this one bike, and um, it's, you know, the one with the big, big fat tires on it. I'm, I don't even know what that really is all about. But yeah, I mean, there's, there's so <laughs> many, and so many different ones. Is, isn't there, isn't there a bike that you can, you can pedal, and then when you get a little bit tired or something, you turn the electric on, and it can ride it yourself. That's right up your street, mate. You need to order one of those on Amazon. That's tonight. perfect, mate. That I is, think I might have to. That's brilliant. And if you get a few saddlebags, you can put your picnic in the back, and uh, uh, you never nice. you don't have to go home. You're out for the day. You're gone. There you You're go. Yeah, get a little, get a little bell. I love get, it. Get a bell. Get get a couple of lights. Make sure you get a helmet. But take that. Yeah. First of all, dust off your mountain bike in the garage, and uh, maybe just put it on some blocks and do some spinning. Get back into yeah, it, mate. Could do that. We'll go for a ride the next time. It, it, it's it's. Next time I'm back there, I'll try and drag you out. But if you're over in California, come out for a ride with me and John and Macias. We ride around uh, Sonoma and I've been to Hellsburg. Nice. Oh, it's beautiful up there. Absolutely stunning. And road bike. And I've got an entry-level road bike, but my mates have got all the business. They've got the Mercedes version of, of, of bikes in the bike world. I think I've got the, um, the, the Chevy Impala. Fiat. The Chevy Impala, I think. <laughs> yeah, or the Fiat 100. But it gets me there. Uh, they make fun yeah. of me all the time, but I keep up with them. I make up for it with effort. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'd have to, you have to give me a bit of rope so I can tie it to the back of your bike. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we're going to have a chat about bike cycling, how to get into it. It's a, it's a growing sport. It's growing faster than most other sports, by the way. 
If you've looked at the stats yeah. recently, it's getting more and more popular, mainly because I was supposed of all these different types of cycling you can do. There's stacks of events and competitions. I mean, I see bike races where I mean, you've got cycling that form components of other competitions like tri- triathlons, etc. And you've got bike races left, right and centre. And I've been hooked since a kid and my family used to take me down to the Tour de France and the, uh, we did go to the one in Spain. Is it the Filietto? We'll have, to ask, uh, we'll have to ask Ben later. But my family go to the Tour de France every year, mate. Have you ever been to that, the Tour de France? No. No, I think, um, I think one day when we was on an holiday or something like that, my, we got stuck because of the Tour de France. But I think it was actually... Does it go through Paris? It does, doesn't it? Starts and finishes there normally. So, Start, yeah, I, I think we, 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 we came through it. Um, there's, I mean, there was, there was a massive commotion. We, we didn't know what was going on. And when someone said, yeah, this is the Tour de France, I can't remember if it's the start or the ending of it, but my gosh, there was so many people. I mean, we, we, we thought it was like a big you know, football event or something like Paris or France just played at the uh, the stadium there. But um, did you see we, me? I was, I was I amazed when we found out. Did you see me? I was in the peloton. I was in third really? place behind, behind Wiggins, yeah. I thought he was wearing the yellow jersey. No, I had the pink one. <laughs> the pink one. So uh, that suits you more, right? <laughs> yeah, it does. But yeah, it's I've I've never actually seen it, but I've I've seen it on TV, and I tell you, when you watch them, I mean, yeah, you, when you watch even like that, uh, like Formula One and everything, and how close they are, you know, and you see them on the the, the Tour de France, it's the same thing. I mean, these guys are going at incredible speeds. And they're literally inches away from each other, and and I've seen them like when they clip each other, they just stack it, and then they, yeah. I mean, they just get up, and they're, they're, it's it's pretty aggressive. But I mean, that's that's the that's the the nature of I think that sport is that they are so determined, in my opinion, and these guys work really hard to to you know to get into these races, and I think you know that they that as soon as they crash, it's sort of back up and, and boom, off you go again. But my parents had the had the uh, the um, pleasure of having the tour the uh, the tour of Britain go right right past their house. Literally, they live on a main road in a very old village in an old house, um, in one of these picture postcard kind of places. That's why it was on the tour. It was why it was on the map for them to ride through. But they're literally hanging out their window over the street, looking mm-hmm. over the road, and all the the tour of Britain went through. Fantastic! It's so, wow. it's such a great atmosphere. So if, yeah, if you haven't made a if you haven't done it. Uh, if you haven't done Tour de France purposely, not you know, not uh, indirectly or un- unintentionally, like you guys did, give it a go. The atmosphere is brilliant. You've got all the different nations there, from the Dutch, the French, the British, the Spanish, the Italian. Everybody's there, and the, everyone's getting along and having a party on the side of the road. It's fantastic. So, something for something for your your to do list, mate. If you get time, I think you'd enjoy it. Yeah, I, I I'm sure there's some um, good fun races that that come through Colorado. Um, um, something again we can we could ask uh, we could ask Ben, but um, be interesting. You know, just that camaraderie, just that you know, just to see it is could be worth doing and be fun. Something different, something that I've not been used to. Yeah. So uh, let's let's get on to um, let's get on to how how people can get into cycling and uh, where they can get into cycling and how and what do you do and where can you find it? Because that's what really people are on this show for. Not to listen to me and you about riding our bikes around. Having a bit, well, you don't ride your bikes around. You just get in the garage and ride yours off off the back of the step. But I think or, our, our or guest, to the mailbox. Yeah, or to, <laughs> I think our, maybe you do that one in the, in the mall in the shopping mall. Is it called Peloton? Is that where you go into the mall, <laughs> you buy some clothes, and you sit on the bike and look out the window? Is that you? 
Right, uh, I, well, I tell you what, I, it, it could be, but uh, I ain't getting on one of those bloody things. It's uh, it's I I've I tried it once those Peloton bikes, and uh, they're, they're actually they're they're hard. They're hard. I mean, have, have you ever tried one? No, I just I was I was in shopping and in the mall doing something, and I just saw all the all the gear and everything in there. It looks a bit of a challenge. You got the big TV screens in there too, which it, we'd have to ask Ben what that's. Yeah, about. let's ask him about what that's all about. Is he, yeah. is he with us? Is he joining us? Run soon. I think he's coming. I, I thought I thought I heard him. Hold on. Yeah, right here, guys. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Okay. We Hello, can ben. hear you loud and clear. In fact, you just got off a bike ride, I didn't did. you? I just got back uh, 18 miles in this morning, so quite pleased with that. 18 miles? Yes, 18 miles. Wow. Listen to you uh, talking um, to, uh, to Dickie, and, uh, and it's interesting to me uh, that and, and the fact that, that, you are, that you have a Walmart special uh, hanging up in your gallery <laughs> is uh, yeah. something I'd like to talk about today because uh, you know I've been on so many trails uh, the last few months, and obviously there's more people on the trails during COVID uh, trying to get some exercise uh, than than ever before, and many of them have have what I would refer to as the antiques roadshow uh, hanging up in that gallery. <laughs> um, that's me, and, and I and listen, listen to you talk about. You know, using a peloton and, and and how this is all you know very hard for you. Uh, you you could be an antique roadshow yourself, actually. Well, you you could be. You could be that that we're talking. He's I, I think I'm going to be the person that you're going to be talking about that you have concerns with. Yes. With uh, people going out there, I'm probably I'm probably the poster yes. child. Yes, yes, John. Yeah, I think. Right. Yeah, totally. So, 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 Ben, who are you? T tell, tell everybody who is Ben Lockett, and why are we so privileged to have Ben Lockett on our podcast? Uh, well, look, I, today, uh, you know, Dickie, I can tell you, I can tell you who I am. I can tell you, I, I cannot tell you um, how privileged you are because that, that's not. Uh, <laughs> but, um, look, um, I'm also a Brit. Uh, I've lived over here in the, in the U.S. Uh, for 20 years at this point. Um, and about 50, yeah, about 10 years ago, uh, I got into cycling um, as a result, actually, of Lance Armstrong on the Tour de France, which you, you mentioned here. Uh, I, I love watching him. And I was turning into a bit of a fatty at that point. Um, and I was looking for, <laughs> I was looking for a, a, a way to, to, to get out of the fatty label uh, and uh, ended up on, on a road bike, actually. Take notes, Spencer. Yeah. Got um, and notes Not, are taken, yeah. mate. I've got his phone <laughs> number too. <laughs> so, uh, so um, ended up on a, on a road bike. But, um, you know, uh, uh, Dickie, as you were talking about a moment ago, you know, this is Colorado. Uh, there's plenty of space for, for road bikes. But the real privilege that we have of living here is the access to the, to the types of mountain bike trails that, that we have. And I got into mountain biking in a big way. And then just to, you know, continue the momentum, my son, Alex, um, got into, into mountain biking when he was just at the end of, of his middle school, actually when he was, when he was playing, uh, playing uh, soccer. Uh, and, uh, so, you know, with him and his passion, and, and now he's become, you know, one of the top, top um, Euro riders in Colorado. 
Uh, it's just been a pleasure to watch wow. him. So being part of all of That's that from the high school scene, it, it's just been you know a way to keep that momentum going. So Ben, you so you Dickie, converted to the, Dickie. Sorry, Johnny, go ahead, mate. Yeah. So I was just going to tell you the the what what Ben failed to tell you was that his son was. Um, had this soccer coach that um, he coached him for a few years, and then he he dumped he dumped soccer for for doing mountain biking. You're so me. I just I, I yeah I tell you that coach that coach that shock soccer coach and he's shooting. Oh, he could, he must have been doing a terrible job. Ah, uh, awful. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I got a feeling I know who that person is, but I'm not going to mention. Yeah, him. I'm not yeah. Gonna... Nah, but I, he I was wouldn't. doing a terrible job, and that's why we decided to move to to mountain biking. Yeah, he should have. That coach should have gone join Chelsea like everybody else. Well, yeah. Got, anyway. Yeah. So uh, Ben. Yes. Um, you you turned to the dark side. Then you went from road biking, which is my my, my favourite side. Yeah. I, I did try. I try did try the dark side as I mentioned earlier. So yeah. What made you change from real cycling yeah. to the dark side? Well, to be clear, I haven't moved completely from road biking to what you would refer to as the dark side or mountain biking. <laughs> uh, sure. uh, I, I still enjoy road biking. You know, I do a couple of century rides a year. Um, I try and make it uh, every, every year to raise money for multiple sclerosis and do the MS ride that, that um, yeah, That's so awesome. yeah. Uh, raised about $15,000 uh, um, for that over the years. Um, wow. but you know, so I'll put in, I'll put in, you know, a number of miles on a road bike, but I don't know. I, it's just for me, um, being able to, to, um, for me to be able to go just get access to the trails. And we're very fortunate to live in a place here on the front range of Colorado and South of Denver, which just has so many great trails that I can get to without putting my bike on a car. I mean, it's right out of my, of my back door. So you're very lucky, that, right? So totally. So, so that that that's really that's really why. I, 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 Makes sense. Yeah. So Ben, I have a question for you. So let's. I mean, obviously you're living in Colorado, but let's say you you went. Um, I don't know you you went to yeah. California. What would you What would you do, and how would you go about? Let's say you was there for a couple of weeks, and you was itching to get on a bike, and you didn't have your bike with you. Is there is there any resources out there? How how would you uh, how would you do so, that? So you know, it's it, like any sport. Um, a, a lot of the resources that we have access to are sort of spread all over the place a little bit. So finding the resource to tell you about the ride is, is a little harder. But um, you know, I mean, like last year we went out to San Francisco, my wife, myself, and my daughter, uh, and uh, you know, we just went into a local bike shop and asked them for some advice on where to go. Uh, but then, you know, there's also websites that you can visit um, and, and, and magazines you can buy and, you know, all sorts of, you know, ge general resources that, that you would access. Is, is there a big club network then, Ben? Because if, you could, yeah. if we can, I understand you know, we've got some huge sports here in the United States, and the, and the, but cycling is really growing fast, I've noticed, yeah. in the past few years, yeah. especially with the young ones. Right. Now, if you're looking for a soccer team or a soccer club or a volleyball team, there's a big network of clubs and there's governing bodies and stuff. Is there, are there cycling clubs like road biking clubs or generic clubs that cover all, all sorts of, all sorts of cycling? Are, are they, are they to be found in most communities? Um, in, in most communities, like for example, in, 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 in Colorado, 
there is, uh, you know, a great resource on Facebook called 303 Trail. Uh, and that's where I can go to ask questions about, is this trail open or, um, you know, what, what, what are the restrictions on e-bikes you mentioned, for example, on a specific trail? Um, so they're on, it's on Facebook, but there, okay. there is also um, what's called USAC, United States um, USAC. That's, that's wrong. The United States uh, Cycling Association. Um, and okay. uh, and that they will have links on that website, which will give you to, down to the stick level of what you can use to, to find out various uh, pieces of information about what you want to do in a specific, in a specific state. Now, can children, let's just focus on the kids for the moment here. Let's say a 10-year-old boy or girl gets inspired by watching the Tour de France and says, Mom, I want to, I want to, I want to get into road biking. I want to, yep. I want to race. I want to compete. Yep. How, what's the pathway, Ben, if they were just riding recreationally around the park with their, with their family and their friends? What if, what's the pathway to getting into the competitive level? So joining the club. Yeah. Paying the fees, yeah. practicing. What, what does that pathway look the, like? Ben? The path is is ninety nine going to be through your local bike shop, um, because that, really, yeah, through retail. Huh? Yeah, through okay. retail. Uh, through your local bike shop, will have access to all of the different organizations that that kid can plug into. Um, now, from my my experience, just based on kind of what I've been involved with the, with the Colorado High School Cycling League, which is part of a national organization called the National Interscholastic Cycling Association, much easier to roll off the tongue as NICA, um, which okay. which is run out of California. Um, you know that they are um, uh, getting kids into cross country mountain biking um, at the high school level. Um, but but as they now have leagues in, I think twenty three out of fifty states, uh, all those. Teams that are that are racing uh, will will have a sponsored bike shop, so that bike shop would point them towards the league in the first place. Um, but all of your experts, all of your knowledge, all of your guidance—if you are new to the sport—get down to your local bike shop, and they will point you in the right direction. And what sort of, on average, so, what sort of fees do you pay for? A, on average, now across the nation, best guess. Yeah. What sort of fees do you pay for to be a member yeah. of, a, say, a cycling club? Mm -hmm. And then what what are we going to have to do for equipment? What sort what sort of expense is a family going to have to look at budgetary wise yeah. to get into this? Yeah, good question. So um, from a uh, from a price perspective, you can compare uh, getting into racing as a as a kid or anyone really for that matter, but as a kid. Into the into about the cost of what it's going to cost to you know play for a high school soccer team uh, or lacrosse or one of those types of sport um, in terms of uh, you know paying to be part of the league in terms of paying for coaches uh, in terms of equipment uh, that you're going to wear when it comes to a so reasonably priced then that's pretty low cost isn't it what sort of what sort of figure is that a couple of hundred bucks um i think if you are looking without you know the take out the travel and expenses part right so there is there is going to be some travel required which you can do on the cheap i've seen people camp all the way through to you know staying in a hotel so take out the the travel component you know 3 to 400 bucks for for a season something in that in that range mm. is what it's going to cost you 
Um, and how many times do they practice a week? So yep. is, do they go out and practice? Like, you know, you go out and practice your volleyball every week, your, your team practices, you have one or two team practices a week. Is it similar to cycling? Do you go out and have a couple of practices a week in cycling ready for the competition at the weekend? Totally. It's exactly the same. So in my, really? my okay. team, which is Rock Canyon High School in, in Highlands Ranch, um, we train three, three days a week um, and then we'll race every other weekend. Interesting. Okay. Wow. So it's pretty. It's pretty organized. Isn't so it? what? Oh, it's incredibly organized. I mean, there's um, there is as much organization for a high school mountain bike team as there is for a high school soccer team. Uh, so you're going to have, you know, wow. head, a head coach. You're going to have uh, assistant coaches. There are so uh, there are coaching certifications. In Nike's case, there are there are three levels of coaches: one, two, and three. Um, you're going to have, you know. Uh, as much parental support as you would hope to see in a high school team. Um, you're going to have uh, just the normal support um, that you would expect to see in, a, in, a, in a, any type of high school sports environment. And this transfers across to the private clubs too in the community. Yeah. Same sort of same sort of infrastructure and same sort of support. Uh, and, yeah, I was, I would and set up. Yeah, so every like Highlands Ranch, for example, has uh, two um, cycling clubs. Um, and they they uh, have their own race series. They have their own events. They have their own training. Um, Fantastic. Yeah, no, it's Sounds incredible, yeah. incredible uh, environment. And that would be for both road and for uh, cross country. And and, and that's, ah, yeah. Okay. Uh, but then again, you know, you know, we talk well, about you know how cool it is to live in a, in a place with access to as many trails as we have. You know, throughout the state of Colorado, there are individual competitions for different types of disciplines. So you're going to have cross-country races. You're going to have downhill for the crazy people, uh, you know, who are wearing helmets and body armor and all the other stuff that you've seen. You're going to have an intermediate sport that's called enduro, which is something between cross-country and downhill. You're going to have, like you've mentioned, you're going to have BMX. Uh, you're going to have road biking. You're going to have all all sort of disciplines of of different types of cycling event. Yeah. So I have a I have a question because um, what one of the things that that I hear about read about is um, so I, you know the the road the road folks get a bit yeah. of bad press um, and there seems to be, there seems to be some sort of etiquette. But one of the things of me being you know, when I'm driving in my car and I do see folks sort of zooming past me um it, it my concern is you know it but is, is there an etiquette to to being on the road i mean do, do you are you one of those guys that will sort of jump a stop sign or go through a red light i mean because that's the one thing that scares me if i want to get on my road bike i mean i'd love to go on the road because that's where i want to be but i'm going to be that guy that's going to start on the pavement um so um and look in every sport you're going to have people who are not good advertisements for that sport. I don't care what sport it is, you're going to see it. Um, and, mm, agreed. Um, and so, you know, I will never be that guy. Um, I will I will never ride with earbuds in on the road, for example, uh, or on the track. Um, I will um, always stop at a, at a stop sign. Um, I will be aware of the drivers who are, who are around me. Having said that, one of the reasons why I 
don't do as much road biking as I would like to are the cars, which um, can, if there, there are more and more cycling lanes appearing on the roads, which is fantastic. Um, but there's always, always going to be that driver as well, who is not aware of the, of the cyclists mm-hmm. and the other people using the road uh, as oh. it should be. So, you know, so you mentioned you mentioned the cycle lines, but just just again, I, I see more yeah. folks out there, and generally I see these guys out there early in the morning. But when I, when I'm out and about, I see these guys on the road, and they're, they're they're sort of riding sort of next to each other, rather one one behind the other. And me in a vehicle, I mean, I'm very you know I'm sort of very cautious. I, I don't want to clip them, but sometimes you have no choice to go pretty close to them. And t- and to me, I'm like. Is it safe to be out there, you know, when when a car's doing, you know, 40, 50, 60 miles an hour and these guys aren't, you know, they're not going slow either. Um, I just feel that, I mean, you know, you have all this protection, but I just I just don't know that I've not seen enough etiquette in, in sometimes, in my opinion, on the road where these guys are, you know, thinking that, well, there is a car here. You, you should probably not go like side by side. You need to go. Uh, yeah. So most of the people that I've I run with single file on on the road riding abreast is uh, you know side by side is not not a good uh, way to, to ride bikes on a, on a busy road um but i think you're just yeah. making excuses for not buying a bike and getting out there <laughs> and he's got one more excuse ben he's got another <laughs> excuse what's that he said he doesn't he, he said he doesn't want to wear those funny shoes oh that, the shoes stick his feet to the pedal Yes, he says he doesn't understand those shoes. Yeah, so I'm, maybe you could explain those to I'm him. Lit- I'm literally hearing excuse after excuse, uh, which is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ben. Tell tell us about the average the, the cost yep. for equipment. Yep. To you know, for whether it be an adult just starting out. Yeah. Let's say mountain biking and road biking. Yeah. You know, what's it cost to get all the gear and get the bike and get yourself out? There? Yeah. So Roughly. good question. So. Um, one thing I've learned um, uh, about riding a bike is the bike is not as important as the engine. Um, and so uh, when you're getting into these sports, uh, it is not an imperative to go out there and drop five grand on a bike, uh, which I think for a lot of people seems like a bit of a barrier uh, to, uh, to getting off the sofa uh, and to going out and getting a bike in the first place. Five grand? People pay five thousand dollars for a bike. Yeah, That's yeah, why yeah. I got the Walmart so, special. Um, yeah, um, uh, there is no doubt that once you get into this sport and you really want to be riding like a like a carbon carbon frame bike with carbon wheels and like electric shifters wow. now, no cables. You press a button and through Bluetooth technology, your gears gears change without any. You are kidding me! No, 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 not at all. Um, so. You can you can you wow. can spend that, but if you, if your question is what do I need to spend as someone getting into this sport in the first place, it is not that amount of money, and you can even reduce the amount of money you spend on your first bike by going out to Craigslist or going to Pink Bike or one of those types of sites where people are selling you know used bikes out there. Um, so that's that's another option for you. But you know, as an average. You know, if you were getting into this sport in the in the you know first place, you know something between you know a thousand and fifteen hundred dollars will get you a good bike to get you on the trails or get you on the road. That's good to hear because that my first bike in in the U.S. when I first landed in the U.S. right in Boston, right, 
2003, I think, yeah. and I purchased a specialized yeah. Alley Sport. Yeah, great bike. What? Just a great starter bike, I thought. Totally. And Love uh, that bike. I still got it. Yeah, still got it. Yeah. And uh, it's just a, it's just your, it's like your, your evergreen bike. Isn't yeah, it? It, it. You can bash it about. It totally. No, the specialized make a great bike. And and I'll I'll just talk. You know, we we talk about the Walmart special, and you know, well, Spencer was talking about the Walmart special. <laughs> Uh, and I'll, I'll, you know, I'll talk about you know the 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 big box store bikes. You know, Target sells them, Walmart sells them. You can sometimes find them in uh, your Costco and places like that. And look, there's there's actually nothing too badly wrong with that, but it's just not going to be a great experience. Uh, the then I will confess that it took me a few years to get a helmet. It wasn't because I didn't want to mess my hair up. Yeah. But I just wanted to feel when I was going fast. And by the way, uh, Johnny, I do go fast and probably faster than you drive in your car. Um, but when, when I'm when I'm riding along, then I like to feel the wind through my hair. Yeah, you know what I mean. It, you know, like when you're driving along in your old Triumph Spitfire convertible yeah. back in the day, and you want to feel the wind going through. No, I'm kidding. It just took me a while to get into that whole helmet thing. And I'm very, I'm like you. I'm, I'm very responsible. Yeah. I think I, I like to think I am. But I just it. I think if something it needs to, needed for something to happen, and I, yeah. unfortunately I have to say one of my friends in California did lose a close friend to uh, an, an incident with a vehicle, and for within hours of that happening, of me receiving that news, I was purchasing a helmet. Yeah, but it shouldn't have been that way. Um, what do we need to be out there to be as safe as possible to prevent prevent any accidents and injuries? What's the best precautions we can take, and what should be necessary? Yeah, so it's it's a great point. So I, you know, during this these crappy times of COVID, I've seen um, you know uh, the number of people using trails increase, and that's fantastic. And my hope is that uh, once we get through this nonsense, which we will, uh, that that a number of people will have loved their experience during COVID on a bike so much that they'll really become passionate and, and really start to get into the sport. So it's great for the sport. And my understanding right now is that bike shops are sold out with the number of bikes that they're, that they're selling but you know if i really if i was to advise on any piece of equipment uh it would be you have to wear a helmet i don't care whether you're on the road or on a mountain bike trail it is the number one piece of safety equipment that you can wear and again you do not have to spend a lot of money on it but it should fit really well and you should buy it from your bike shop who can advise you on, on what's going to work for you but I just brilliant. You know, Good advice. I've seen a number or too many crashes in my time. Uh, everybody has has been wearing a helmet, and when I've seen what the helmet looks like after the crash, I would hate to see what someone's head would look like if they hadn't been wearing the helmet. Well, if that message doesn't send, yes, that doesn't a piece send of a clear message to everybody, then I don't know what would. Yeah. Ben, what about my Ray-Bans, my, my um, yeah. aviator Ray-Bans for cycling? Am I still allowed to wear those? I didn't the know, or do I need I to get it? Are there better, better sunglasses? I didn't know that, uh, that aviators were still cool, but uh, I would say, you, <laughs> uh, I'd say, say, Diggy, that you would look good in a pair of, uh, of aviators. Um, and do I need to get that that uh, spray-on bike bike suit like you wear, or can I just go out there in in my in my my cargo shorts and and, and my polo? Uh, you shirt? can wear what you like. Some people don't like wearing the the spray-on sort of lycra. What I would say is that um, 
it's all a question of, of comfort without getting into too many details, which I'm sure your listeners can understand. Um, it, it is my advice if you don't want to wear lycra is still go and buy a pair of cycling shorts and, and wear them underneath uh, your whatever other shorts you want to wear on top. Uh, it'll, it'll make okay. for a much, much more uh, a pleasant experience. Let's just leave it at that. Did you hear that, Johnny? Cool. No, no more I speedos. Did. I did. No more speedos no like her. on your mountain bike. <laughs> yeah. No more muscle. No more mu white muscle vests. Yeah. I mean, you know, just just try and try and try and make it Johnny when you get out there on your mountain bike. You know. So that means I can't go to my yoga class in my speedos and then get on my no, bike to ride on. Take a change of clothing. Just make an effort. Just make an effort, mate. <sighs> Come on. All these rules. <laughs> well, look. Um, yeah, Ben, this is this is this has been this has been great, and um, we're sort of running out of time now because we uh, we got to get our off the field uh, topic going. Um, but uh, it's great to have uh, you on ben, the show. Can you come, Appreciate ben, it. Do you have time to come back and and go, and dive in a little bit deeper on the on the mountain biking sport because your son's into it. I know you're heavily involved, and it, again, like we've mentioned so many times, we know it's a, it's. A, growing sports becoming more and more popular we do need to do another show on it yeah could we ask you to consider coming back and, and talking a little bit more about mountain biking in particular it, it would be an honor uh to do that and and i would love to do that um i'd also like to see Scott on a bike at, at at some point here as we uh as we go forward again i'm hearing the excuses come out and uh, well let's I'll try take that back. Let's try it. Let's try it before our yeah, next, ben, uh, our next show. You, you, just said, you just text me the odds on that bet, and I'll probably take it because I can't see it happening. Let's, 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 let's see what happens. All right. Sounds like long odds then, so good. <laughs> ben, enjoy your weekend. Uh, I'll phone, me, I'll phone yeah. insurance and, company. Uh, hopefully you've got some, some more stories to tell us when we get you back on in, in a few weeks' time, or maybe next month. Sounds good, guys. Take yeah. care. Thank you so much for joining us, Ben. Yeah, you too. Good afternoon. Thanks, Bye -bye. Ben. Bye. See you, mate. Bye. What what a privilege to have uh, someone with so much wow. experience and, and involved so heavily in, in his community in cycling. Uh, fantastic. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. It was. Uh, it, it cost. It cost us a couple of hundred bucks to get him on cheap. our show, though, mate. Ben Ben's lowered his prices. He's got cheaper and cheaper as time's gone by. He, he charged a lot more back in the day. Yes. Yeah. So um, lots of lots of good advice yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah, he is. He, he knows his stuff, and I'm. I'm actually looking forward to the to the next uh, podcast we have him in, just focusing on mountain biking. I think he's got a lot, lot more to 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 tell us and our yeah, listeners. and and it, he, I'm glad he mentioned uh, how to get into it, and and it's, it seems a lot more reasonably priced than a lot of people uh, envisage. I think. I know um, you can get all sorts of different bikes, but it, it's. I don't know how time consuming it is if you go out on a long ride or you've got to get in your car and go to the mountains because. You've got to try and fit that into so many other sports kids play, which uh, is already a challenge with families. Yeah. So that's what we're going to talk about briefly now, isn't it? It's just how how do we fit all this in? I mean, you've yeah. got two boys and young boys that well, are involved in multiple sports. Yep. How, parents are getting busier. They're working. Uh, if they've got one, two children doing even one sport each, practice schedules, game schedules, mm -hmm. tournaments, competitions, traveling away. How do they do that? How do you do it? Have you? It's uh, well, it it it's hard. It's not easy. And I think you know, even you know, with Ben, he was saying obviously his son was was playing soccer, 
and he uh, he had to quit soccer to focus on on mountain biking. And I feel that sometimes that um, you know what what we have to do as parents is we we we've got to encourage our kids to try you know dip their toe in in sports they really want to be um, interested in. I mean, my my kids. I mean, they, they've tried football, they've tried baseball, they play soccer, um, they've done basketball, and but. You know, there's there's so many different sports that when you get to high school and everything, they're going to encourage you to do multiple sports, which is great. My my issue with that is the cost thing. Like you just said, I mean, how do you how do you balance all that up? You know, you're traveling from one place to another. You look at the kid and, and are they getting burnt out? And um, for, for me, as long as as long as you can manage the expectations, and you can. You know, you 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 could tell your your kid to sort of say, "Hey, look, if if you think if you're thinking that this is too much, just tell us, and and, and we'll, we'll we'll stick to one sport." But if you're an adult, like you know, definitely you. I mean, look how many sports you're involved in, and what you what you you know you do yoga, you've done cycling, soccer. I'm sure there's a ton of other sports that you get heavily involved in. And as as an adult, you, you know, we we can find the time in doing it. But as a parent. It's, it's extremely so hard, secret, mate. It really you, is. You mentioned something that I think we should talk about uh, in more depth on another show, uh, the actual burnout rate. I think that's an important topic that we should cover at a later date. But is there a secret formula to uh, – it's a Tuesday night, for example, and you've got to get uh, Johnny to soccer, you've got to get Sophie to swim in, and then Wednesday it's dance and volleyball, Thursday it's soccer again and swimming. And then Saturday, it's swimming competition and soccer matches. What formula do you use? Do you have a big calendar up in the kitchen? Do you use a, a shared calendar throughout the family? How do you sync all this? Yeah, bit, bit of both. Bit of both. Uh, a lot. Of, and what, what you're basically telling me, right, it, it's, it's communication, right, with, with your kids, with the coaches, with different sports. But, yeah, we, we, have, a, we have a calendar um, in our kitchen, that has all the the sports and events and who's going to who and color coded, you know, one kid to right. another, um, and then and then we have um, uh, like we, we share calendars, so we have a, a family calendar. Like a, like a um, you know, my calendar? younger son doesn't really. Like a, okay, cool. On all, yep. all every, Google Calendar, phones, yep. and yep. all synced up. My my oldest son, I mean, what it is, I mean, he'll he'll be at home, and all of a sudden he'll get a reminder that you know. Soccer starting in an hour, so then he'll go and get himself ready for that. And then the other one, let's just say he'll he'll get a message, you know, football starting in thirty minutes, so he'll go and get himself ready. The the, the, the kids aren't the problem; right. they're they're ready to go. The issue is that how does how does the parents, where, you know, is one parent taking them one way, one parent taking them the other way? That's good if you've got you know if if mum and dad are around, but you got a lot of you know single parents and they got these kids. How do they get them to these places? For me, what you know, when I've coached, I've uh, I get parents to come up to me and just say, "Hey, look, they're going to be running late because they're coming from this practice to that practice, or I've got to get his sister over here." Um, as long as you get that communication with the coach, or you're dropping your kid off and just saying, "Hey, look, coach, I'm dropping him off. I mean, I've got to go and take his sister across town to take her to her swim meet, and I'm going to come back and pick him up. Blah. If you need anything, just please call me or whatever." So the communication piece, I think, is critical that you have with your with your coach in in the sport that what your you, what uh, kids are what is your opinion on carpooling if you live in a community where you happen to have a couple of neighbors or in that neighborhood that are doing similar sports perhaps even if it's the same complex and not the same team um 
does that help if you're sharing rides to practices, you know, grouping the kids together and taking them? Because that's quite common still, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. Car- carpooling is, is a good thing. Um, um, you, you've obviously got a lot, have a lot of trust in whoever's driving, you know, obviously taking those kids and picking them up. And, but it, it's, it's sort of, um, it's, it's a, it's an easy way. It's probably, probably the most efficient way of making sure that, you know, your, your kids are still, you know, sort of playing multiple sports or, you, you know, you have two kids playing different sports and they, and they get you to the right places. In, I think there's an indirect challenge as well that you just sparked in, in your, your last sentence. You said you've got to talk to the coaches. Now, in my experience, that can cause coaches and organizations, clubs can get frustrated with perhaps because kids are doing so much or families are having challenges with their schedule because they're busy working or they've got there's so many other things in life besides kids' sports. Uh, there's an element of frustration that comes from the clubs and the organizations and coaches if somebody misses a practice or they can't make a game. It's not easy, we understand, for families to make every single practice, make every single game. Um, what is your what is your experience with coaches w- with that regard now? Are they more accommodating, understanding that families and children have multiple commitments, or is it still pretty much hey you need to choose you need to put this one first? Um, where do we sit with that right now? Oh, you you've you've really hit a, a a big nerve, and I think it's something that we definitely have to have a separate topic about. But just in a nutshell, um, I. I it all depends on the coach. It really does. I mean, I, I'm all for kids doing multiple sports as long as they don't get burnt out, right? Because, you know, burnt, like we're going to have that conversation where later on in one of our topics, but, you know, a burnt out kid is going to get injured, yeah. right? We know that. Um, f- for me, I encourage it. I want my kids to play multiple sports. Um, and if, you know, down the road they want to focus on one, that's cool. But there's some there's some coaches out there, mate, that uh, – I think that they sort of say, well, look, you know, you have to choose you one or the you other. You one of those coaches I mean, back in the day. Th- these you kids have so many. When you got offended, when, no. when uh, Trevor decided, hey, Coach Johnny, um, I can't come to practice uh, tomorrow because I'm playing basketball. So, good question, right? Um, I didn't get offended by it. I would communicate something back to, to Trevor. And I would say to Trevor, okay, look, you're going to miss a practice. Um, it's not going to affect your game time, but it's going to affect maybe you being a st- starting player or a sub. Because at the end of the day, what we're practic- what we're moving towards is is game day, right? As a coach, and if they miss something out that we're trying to, you know, when we're playing, you know, the Rapids team or something like that, and we're working on a play or drill or a set piece or something, and he's not there, and we have that situation in the game, it's tough, but. I, 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 I'm okay with it. I'm not going to sort of be, you know, well, I'm going to bench him or I'm going to do this. And it, it no. just doesn't, doesn't resonate. Um, but I, I do feel that some coaches do that. I think they think that, well, you've got to make a decision. Well, these kids have too many decisions to make. Why, why are we making it even worse for them? This is meant are to be a fun thing. Are there any tools right? out there that you've come across? Because I, ha- I haven't. Te- like apps and stuff like that that can help put all these sports into one place. Have you come across anything like that where it's a, Hey, put all your kids' sports in here, all your calendar, everything that's going on, and all your practices. I know, I know every individual sports organization has their own management or software, but I haven't seen anything where everything could just be in one place. Have you? No. 
It would be it would be it would be good to wouldn't, have to have something like that. That would like be a that. winner, wouldn't but, it? Yeah, no. There, there just isn't anything out there. Really, just sign up for all these different sports activities, and you've got it all in one place, rather than just oh, I've got to log on here to see when this practice is. Yeah, yep. one stop shop. But that's something that we hope to see on the you know on the horizon soon. That somebody might be working on somewhere because I think there's a need for it. But you're saying that your Google Calendar works pretty well so far. Yeah. You, you, you encourage carpooling, you know, given yep. that you know the people, etc. And look for a flexible organization that um, is going to fit in around your busy schedule. And you get those three things involved and yeah, uh, that could help a lot, I suppose. Yeah, there's a lot more to discuss on this, really, because, again, this is, uh, this is something that another thing that I get frustrated with, too, and is that when parents do have multiple sports and you know little Johnny sat in there you know after he's finished his practice session mum and dad haven't got to him yet and I was that kid sometimes growing up you know my mum and dad hadn't got to me because my sister was out doing volleyball and I'd be sitting there in the cold waiting for them you feel a little bit alone I mean having having a, a good sort of um calendar where you can sort of you know know where your kids are well you know where your kids are but knowing what time to pick them up but again communicating to the coach so the coach is aware of it that's the key thing because sometimes you just don't know right i mean you see kids sitting there you, you don't know why he sat there maybe maybe he's mm. been left behind you don't know but again for me it's about communication as well as as a, a good little diary or calendar well everyone that's about it for today as it's full time by his clock watch and extra time by mine Thanks to all of you that have tuned into this week's show. We hope you enjoyed it and please come back again soon.